day sort of thing. So anyways, hello and welcome to episode 50 is the golden episode. Uh, Tom, we made it to 50. Really exciting. Um, we are a Colorado Rockies podcast. Be sure to follow all of us on social media. Whether you're a Rockies fan or just a baseball person, you can follow us at Rockies now on all of your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, X, Instagram, and Threads. Thanks for joining with us today. I'm your host, Steven. Tom is here. Tom, here's a joke for you. I know we were just talking about a second ago. Here's a baseball joke. Let me pull it up here. I have it with me. All right. The joke of the day is... What's the difference between a pickpocket and an umpire? Pickpocket and an umpire. Hmm. You think for a second. All right, go ahead. What? I don't know what. One steals watches and one watches steals. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, boy, that's good. That's a good one. I like. Yeah. That. I, I, again, I I looked it up right before I started. You know, I was like, you know what? We need to do a baseball joke. Create some uh, happiness around this time. And uh, baseball season <laughs> is almost here. Spring training is opening up next week. So uh, I just thought some of our listeners and you would enjoy that. Um, well, I'll save the one yeah. I told you earlier for next time. I'll save that one for later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Torque Norris one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. No, later, let's uh, I'll save that one for later. One joke per episode, I think would be a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think for our listeners, for those who are listening, if you like to have a joke of the day where we kind of either Tom and me, we share a joke, you know, baseball joke, whatever it is, we'll do that for you. Um, mm. But like I said, 50 episodes of the podcast. Thank you so much for everyone for listening. I was just sharing with Tom just today. So last week's podcast, we had, I think, 44 plays, at least on Spotify, which tied the most that we've ever had on the podcast. So thank you so much. Um, We really, really appreciate it. Uh, It means to us more than you know. It really does. Um, So today, oh, you go ahead. Yeah, just real quick. Well, first of all, happy milestone to us. And one thing I can say for it, yeah, all of our listeners out there, we appreciate it. And like I said, I think Steve and I have commented in the past. If you ever want to chit chat with us on a DM, uh, feel free to reach out to, I think both of us on either of our Twitter on our Twitter X handles and gladly we'll talk, we'll talk, have a nice, healthy baseball conversation. We're always open to it. I, for one, am always open to talk baseball. Mm-hmm. And by the way, big shout out to Blake street banner. Oh, this. great. I, I yeah. saw you. I saw your picture with that on Twitter X. That, yeah. that was, I should, I don't know. I hate calling Twitter X. It's weird anyway, but yeah, yeah that's, that is an awesome, yeah. that, that's an awesome shirt. I think yeah. I'm definitely going to be interested in buying one of those too. So Blake Street Banner, yeah. shout out to you guys for sure. Yeah, for sure. And uh, by the way, uh, they sent us some seeds, um, Chinook seeds. I'm going to try those out. So again, thank you for that. Um, and awesome time with Lewis last week. That was really, really cool. So today mm-hmm. we're going to really focus on the catchers and the infielders. We're going to do a preview, kind of talk about each player that we think will be on the roster, maybe even some minor league guys that we might see on the roster in the infield or just catchers. Um, I guess we can start off with catchers. Um, so right now it's, there's a possibility we might be seeing some action in AAA, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Willie McIver or Drew Romo. But we've mentioned last week with Lewis that it looks like Drew Romo is probably going to stay down in AAA for a majority of the season. Um, Willie, Willie McIver is very interesting. He's been he was down in AAA for a majority, if not all, all of last year with mm-hmm. um, the isotopes. Um, I think right now it's the start of the season. It's pretty safe to say that it's going to be Elias Diaz and uh, Jacob Stallings. Um, Elias Diaz, he's coming. I believe he's going into his last year of his yeah. contract. Yes, he um, is. Yeah. Last year, Elias, he had a, you know, he, of course, of course he was the, uh, all-star short, uh, not shortstop catcher. <laughs> uh, could have just shortstop. 
Um, <laughs> 267 hitter, 14 home runs, 72 RBIs, and a stolen base, and a 725 OPS. So, you know, again, he was an all-star catcher, not a shortstop. Um, second half really kind of, you know, kind of dropped a little bit. Um, I know some fans were upset that we didn't trade him. Um, but I, I think, you know, with what the season that he's had last year really helped the Rockies, especially in the second half. And I've mentioned this before that I feel like the Rockies played a lot better in the second half of the season, where in the first half, they really struggled. Like, of course, they had injuries, but really in the second half, they started playing a little bit better, more consistent. Just a lot of those games just got out of hand, especially with the bullpen, because they were, you know, the bullpen was tired out. And uh, I remember we talked about that when we were closing out the season last year. And so uh, Elias Diaz, hopefully he doesn't have a down year. Uh, you know, he doesn't take a step back. You know, sometimes we, we see that in baseball where a, a player has one big year and then he kind of, I don't know, regresses a little bit. I hope, I hope that doesn't happen, but uh, I, I think Diaz, he's still going to be a solid catcher for us and uh, potentially a trade piece uh, coming up in, in July. Yeah, Diaz, I mean, that was quite a moment in the All-Star game. All-Star game MVP, you know, to hit the go-ahead homer, that would eventually be the difference in the All-Star game. Um, you know, it's, how do I say it? It is, well, first of all, just to confirm, I think, in case you didn't hear me, this is the last year of his contract. Um, and to comment, uh, just to clarify for all the listeners in terms of the first half, second half splits, I have it right here in front of me. Um, in the first half, he had an OPS of 760, of 763. In the second half, 674. He caught about he caught 21 less, or he, uh, or he started 21 less games than he did in the first half. I think that's a little different than you. But I, you know, he'll be. Th- and let me just check one more thing here. He will turn 34 in November, in next November. So this will be his age 33 season. Uh, the Stalling signing, I do like it. I, you know, people are wondering it's not a big splash move. Obviously, he's not offensive first catcher, but. It's a good signing considering they don't need him to, they're not going to rely on his offense. They're going to rely on his defense. And to your comment about the games he catches, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they give him, they add him to the rota- to the DH rotation where he catches fewer games. But if he's having a good offensive season, which we hope he does, you can keep that bat in the lineup and you can get better defense on the plate with Jacob Stallings. Um, and I do think it's uh, understandably. I, I do like, however, they did give the team option to Jacob Stallings for 2025 because I whether they trade him or don't trade him, you know, sadly to anybody who's a fan of Elias Diaz, he's not coming back next year. I can't see him being on the Rockies in 2025 because with, I think, I commented on this before, with assuming that Romo has a good 2024 with Albuquerque, uh, I think that 2025 he could um, take over the role as the everyday catcher. And if you don't have, you can't find another way, uh, you don't see anybody in your minor league system or anybody else you think would be better to back him up uh, in 2025, then I guess they could take pick up the team option for Jacob Stallings. And he's the backup catcher for the second straight year. Um, you know, obviously it's, you know, but I, I do agree with you. Drew Romo is going to be down AAA this whole season. Hope, hope he has a great year and, you know, he's ready to take, make his debut in 2025 if maybe he's a call up in September. But again, as of right now, just to clarify for everybody watching or listening, uh, the only two catchers on the current Rockies uh, 40-man roster is Diaz and Stallings. So there's get, for what, for either Romo or McIver to join the roster as the third catcher in that rotation, there's going to probably be a move sometime before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think 
originally I had I, I was thinking Stallings was going to get traded, but then Lewis made a good point that who would want a backup catcher in the postseason that doesn't really mm-hmm. hit well? He's not going to be traded. He's most likely going to be DFA'd, mm. or either you know, uh, like I think we mentioned last last week is that he's probably you know there's a chance he could stay the entire season, um, and who knows maybe the Rockies will bring him back in uh, 2025. But I really believe that this is more like. A, a season, you know, just one season um, to to have Romo kind of get ready in AAA. Um, and heck, maybe if Romo just goes on fire in, in Albuquerque, maybe they do something with Diaz or or DFA Stallings and then have McIver be, his, be Romo's backup. I don't know. But uh, Stallings, he's only going to give you like a couple home runs a year. Um, he's usually a 100-200 hitter. Um, he's, he's going to strike out uh, a little bit, but then the nice thing is he's a defensive catcher and, um, and a lot of people believe that Stallings is more of a, I don't know, he's more of a, because a lot of, you see now, nowadays, you see a lot of catchers become managers, coaches. I feel like Stallings is, is that guy. He's kind of a coach to a lot of the pitchers, especially some of the younger pitchers and even, um, in the bullpen as well. Uh, I'm fine with Stallings. Um, I think it's a decent decent uh move it's not necessarily the move i might have done but um as tom points out stalling's career batting average is 235 so he's not going to hit like over 250 he's not going to shock you but occasionally he'll, he'll give you a base base hit or two but um you know stalling's is our, is whatever i mean I'm, I'm fine with it i like his defense i like his framing one of the best yeah. uh catchers in terms of defense and framing in baseball so i like that um, OPS of 647, as Tom points out as well. So um, I'm fine with Stallings. And so I'm just, I'm, you know, I think this tandem that with Diaz and, and Stallings, by the way, they were together in Pittsburgh um, <laughs> some years back. So I know some point, some people on Instagram pointed that out to us. So, um, and, you know, I, I think the Rockies, they kind of knew this. And, you know, maybe I know some people say, well, that's a Rockies move. Well, maybe they, they saw something in Stallings. That's, you know what, maybe it help our pitchers out a little bit because, you know, Stallings caught some of the Marlins pitchers over the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. some of those Marlins, Marlins hurlers are really, really good. Alcantara, uh, Yuri Perez, who made his debut last year, uh, big prospect for them, Edward Cabrera, um, Trevor Rogers. So, you know, Stallings has caught really good pitchers in the past. And I think it's going to really help some of the younger guys um, in that rotation and even in the bullpen, uh, like I said. So uh, those are your catchers. And again, we'll look at you know, once the season gets rolling, who knows, maybe the Rockies will do something with Romo or McIver or even Braxton Fulford. That's another name that we've kind of mentioned on the podcast as well. Um, Stallings, by the way, uh, 2023 defensive war is 3.00. That's a thumbs up. That's a good. Um, uh, correction. Actually, sorry. I'm sorry. It's real quick. Sorry. Correction. 3.3. My mistake. A 3.3. And then career war is 7.0. So it's pretty good. That's pretty yep, good. Really, really good. So um, really good defense. The Rockies really like their defensive catchers. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, plus the way, plus like an advantage. If, if you if there's anybody you're looking to trade pitcher, you look, for example, if you flip Dakota Hudson at the deadline, Stallings can help you with that because when you have a, ca- I look at it also when you sign a defensive, a backup catcher, that's usually someone's defense first. And like I said, if you're looking to flip anybody at the deadline, like for example, Hudson or Quantrill, even somebody could use him if he's having a good first half, Stallings can help you with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I, I remember a couple of years ago, Stallings had that big walk-off home run against, uh, was it Edwin Diaz, right? Yeah, it was in mm-hmm. Edwin Diaz, I think. It was in Pittsburgh, I think. 
against the, when he was against the Mets or when he was with I think Yeah, it was against the Mets when he was with the Pirates. There's a like a, oh. a YouTube video, and I think you can oh. look it up on YouTube. Our listeners can check that out. But you I know what? Maybe you can get one off of, uh, you know, I don't, because, okay, I still, for some reason, I still think Kenley Jansen, like whenever I think about Kenley Jansen, I'm like, yeah, he's probably still in LA, but he's still in Boston, I think. He's on that two-year deal or something. Mm-hmm. something it, was, like it, was a, it was a two-year deal, yes. And so, you know, maybe uh, because that's right, because Diaz is coming back this year, I think, because he had mm-hmm. that injury at, at the WBC. So maybe if the Mets come to Coors Field, maybe uh, Stallings is a guaranteed walk off home run there. So we'll see. But anyways, Stallings, he, he's a reliable defense, defensive catcher around the play. And that's what the Rockies could definitely use. Um, however, you know, I know a lot of people have been uh telling me, you know, complaining, well, you know, our defense is good, but we just have no offense. Well, in some ways, you've heard the term defense wins championships. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do need offense. And, and we do have offensive guys on the roster. Right now, I, I like Stallings. Again, he's not going to give you much, and he's not going to be here long. It's only, you know, a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like I said, he's probably going to d- get DFA'd if that. Um, and, you know, at least – we're gonna have we're gonna have Romo and somebody else as the catchers next year. Diaz and Stallings will not will not be here next year. So, um, yeah, yeah. To Lewis's point, we talked about last week on the podcast. The more I think about it, I think the move for the forty man roster. It wouldn't surprise me if Willie McIver is added as the third catcher on the forty man roster, and you know, all good health willing, you know, knock on wood there. If you didn't hear that, uh, hopefully Diaz and Stallings don't suffer any major injuries. Hopefully that. They go through and it's just routine soreness that comes with being a catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but McIver, yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would be excited to see his debut. I know he's, he, uh, he had a pretty good year last year in AAA in 60, mm-hmm. hold on, I have it right here. In 49 games with Albuquerque, he had a slash of 252, 383, 393 for a 776 OPS. Not, it's not bad for a AAA, mm-hmm. for a AAA catcher. So yeah, I mean, I think it'd be, plus he's, he's got good defensive prowess. So, yeah. Be, uh give me one moment. Let me go back to my let me go back to He is 27. He'll be 28 in in October. Yeah, there's a lot of players in Triple A that are right around that age. And it's just like they haven't made their debut yet. Like um Coco Montez, I know he's he was kind of up there in that age range and he made his debut last year. And I, I was really excited for Coco Montez. And again, we'll get to him in him in a second. Um, but you know. I would like to see, yeah, like you said, I want to see McIver, you know, Fulford get that opportunity. But if it's not this year, next year is going to be that year. And, and you got to give them time. But at the same time, though, they've been down there for a while. So you're kind of like, I'm itching to see some of those guys um, because I think they definitely deserve a chance to, to get some playing time. I agree. You know, at this point, like as we pointed out, you know, both the two, the two major league catchers are either on one-year deals or one-year deals with an option. So – you could say the writing is on the wall for next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we move to the infield, I guess uh, that's really because there's the Rockies, they've done this. And usually, you know, with the entire roster, with the outfielders that the Rockies have in the infield, um, I think that they're, they're just going to have two catchers and that's going to be Stallings and Diaz. Diaz is going to be mm-hmm. the starter, obviously. Uh, let's move over to the infield. So at first base, uh, the obvious first baseman is going to be Chris Bryant. He's, mm-hmm. you know, during the offseason at the winter meetings, Bill Schmidt said that Bryant will be the starting first baseman. And again, I love this move. And we've <laughs> talked about this, you know, back during the winter meeting. I love this move. I think this is a great move for Chris. I mm-hmm. think it's a great move for the Rockies. Uh, it might help Chris 
play a lot more games. Well, maybe not a lot, but you know, some more games uh, to stay healthy because you're paying him. He's your highest played player on your team. Got to play him. He's got to stay healthy. Um, and Brian, he, I still believe he can be a, a solid player for the Rockies. He won't be the player that he was in Chicago, but I think he, he still can contribute at a pretty good level. Um, I think he could definitely hit 20, 25 plus home runs. Heck, maybe even 30 in course field with the offensive ballpark. Um, and he can get, I mean, he has you know, okay defense. I know in the outfield, he had a negative defensive war, um, but I, I still like his, his utility there where he can play outfield. He can play infield. Um, he just can't pitch. <laughs> uh, so I, I like Brian at first base. And then, uh, you know, of course we'll go through, uh, you know, the other positions, then we'll kind of do the backups or the utility guys that are right after those guys. Uh, so Brian at first base, um, Rogers at second base. That's, that's pretty, the solid clear to answer right there. Um, Tovar shortstop and then Ryan McMahon at third base. Um, is that how you're going to have your infield lineup? Um, Tom? Real quick uh, on your comment there, I just want to double check Chris Bryant's baseball reference page to make sure he has not made an appearance as a pitcher. He has not. <laughs> just kind of. I just wanted to be because I was going to comment on that, but uh, I just wanted to be sure before I made it. I said anything yeah. else. Um, no, he. I know that during his time with the Cubs, Anthony Rizzo did make some appearances on the mound, you know, in blowout oh, games. Yeah. But I just wanted to be sure if Bryant was one of those guys. He was not. Uh, but, yeah. any, uh, but anyway, um, my projected opening day, well, if you look at the 40-man roster, just a real quick comment, they have not updated to move Chris Bryant to infielders. He's still listed in with the outfielders. Uh, so I'm not sure how, if they'll keep it as such. Uh, but, excuse me, my opening day, as of right now, if opening day was tomorrow, I would go Chris Bryant at first, Brendan Rodgers at second base, Ezekiel Tovar at shortstop, and the Gold Glove nominee, Ryan McMahon, at third base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with of course... Um, it's well, yeah, we'll go in more explanations, but yeah, I would also say that Montero makes the Roth makes it would be on the opening day roster. I could see Hunter Goodman also being on the Roth opening day roster as well with, uh, you know, no, that would, those would be the only infielders because that I would have, that I would have. I'm just trying to think of anybody else who would be on it. Um, because I'm back and forth with Toglia. That's a maybe pending, you know, any injuries that happen in spring training, he could make it on the opening day roster, but as far as is those are the two other infielders I could see um, being. Uh, oh, wait, shoot. I forgot. Um, did I include? Oh, no, no. Who make the opening roster? But I was trying to think of somebody else who could be the backup middle infielder, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but, but those okay, are the two yeah. I could, other ones I could see having a ch- having the best chance to make it. Mm-hmm, same. I, I'm going with Montero at first base. I think he'll be a backup to, uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, to Brian. I think. Uh, the Rockies, they really liked Montero, and especially in the second half. He was playing a little bit better defense. I think, you know, the Rockies, they're not going to put him at third base ever again, unless if, you know, Ryan McMahon gets injured or whatever. Um, God willing, hopefully that doesn't happen. But um, I think Montero, he's going to be the backup for first baseman for the Rockies. I think in many ways, I think they like him a little bit more than Toglia at this point. Um, I think Montero has a little bit more power, you know, than Toglia. However, we've seen in the minor leagues that Toglia has pretty good pop. Um, yes. but Montero, man, I mean, let, let me pull up his stats here. Uh, okay. So Montero had 11 home runs last year, 284 at bats, 39 RBIs, 243, 716 OPS. Uh, so Montero has pop. It's just that, you know, he still kind of struggles with that, you know, slider away and he's, you know, kind of like Tovar at points last year. 
Um, they kind of struggled with that away pitch. Montero has the power to hit definitely over 20, maybe even 25 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Montero, though, at the end of the season, we kind of saw him get hot in that final uh, homestand against, I believe, the Giants, or the second to last homestand, uh, correct me on that, uh, against the Giants and, and the Cubs. Uh, he he was just on fire. I just remember that. And I think the Rockies really like that, and they like his bat. Um, he can, again, he can play the DH. He can play first base. So I think he's a pretty sure guy to be on that opening day roster. Um, and then, but, you know, but he's going to be probably mainly playing infield at first base uh, mm-hmm. behind Chris Bryant. Um, let me bring back up the roster here. I'm, I'm like looking on the uh, MLB app and sometimes, especially for my Android phone, it reloads the entire thing. So I have to go back to this page. It takes me like a whole 30 seconds, but, um, uh, well, I guess, um, I was to my other, my comment earlier about, uh, anybody else back in infield. Um, they still have Hunter Goodman listed on the roster as an infielder. They don't have mm-hmm. these, uh, where we, you and I kind of talk, if he could make the opening day starting lineup as the right fielder. Um, but the more and more I think about, I think you have brought up him in the past, Julio Carreras. I mm. think he could have a chance to make the opening day roster as the backup middle infield, unless um, unless um, the Rockies make an extra roster move. But mm. yeah, that's I mean, well, but yeah, we'll get we'll probably get to him in a minute. Yeah, and with Toglia, um, I think Toglia is probably going to start the year in AAA. Um, I would agree. As much as I love Toglia, he's still. We saw him last year. The Rockies sent him down. He was still struggling. Um, he wasn't hitting that well. He was hitting just, uh, I think a little bit above 200, maybe above 220, right around that range. At I'll one point, check, I, I I'll, might be wrong. I'll, I'll double but, check real quick. Go ahead. I'll double okay. check real fast. Yeah. And totally he's going to start the year in triple. And I feel like the Rockies are like running They're They're, they're starting to lose their patience on Toglia. Um, mm. and he could be a trade option or the Rockies might just cut him. Um, if, if, if he continues to underperform the way the Rockies want him to be, the sad reality is that he could be on his way out, but I hope that's not the case because I want all these players to, to do well and perform. But right now he just has not, there's been like small moments in the big leagues where we've seen, Oh man, totally. He could be a really solid player for us. He had a really good solid series for us, but then he gets back into these trends to where he's just, he can't find the ball. And his defense, though, man, it's really, really good at first base. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he, he could definitely win a gold glove at first base in the big leagues. It's just that offensively, it's just not there. And I know there were there's some comparisons with Todd Helton, and I know a lot of people were like, oh, this guy's going to be the future Todd Helton for the Rockies. Well, to be honest with you, it, it's hard to put up numbers like the Hall of Famer Todd Helton, right? And I'm not saying it's not going to happen with Tolguia. But I just don't see it, um, unfortunately. But I, I, again, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he proves all of us wrong, and he can just get on fire in AAA and get on that opening day roster. But for me, I see him starting in AAA. Um, Hunter Goodman, I think Goodman's going to be on the opening day roster. Um, just the way, I mean, you know, he didn't play a whole lot last year. The Rockies are not going to be like, okay, you're going back to AAA. Now that could happen, but I think Goodman is going to be more of a right fielder. And I think even the Rockies mentioned last year to end the season that uh, Goodman was going to be with Blackman and, you know, those guys to be in that, like, uh, utility role where it's almost like that six-man utility thing where you kind of rotate right field, DH, first base. Um, and I think Goodman can even catch, but I think the Rockies really want him at, you know, in right field, DH, that sort of thing. Um, so Goodman, you know, we'll see him at first base, but I think really I'm looking for the two first base guys. I'm looking at Bryant and Montero. Um, second base, 
I think the backup second baseman will be Alan Trejo. Um, I think, you know, of course, will he be on the opening day roster? Again, we don't know. I, I, you're, you're just kind of putting stuff together, kind of guessing which players might be the backup guys to these guys uh, or who will be playing this year. But Alan Trejo, I could see him being on the opening day roster. It's going to be close, I, I think, with the additions that they made. You know, of course, I just thought of, of this the other day because if you think about it, Montero, not Montero, Marquez and Sensatella, they're going to be going to the 60-day IL. So that's going to open up two spots for them. And um, however, with um, Zimmer going on the roster, that leaves one more spot open. So the Rockies, they will have one spot open. I think that will be probably for Trejo. Um, so I think Trejo would be that guy because he can play shortstop. He can play third base. He can play second base. Um, and so I think Trejo would be that other guy. If I'm looking at other guys in the infield, I don't think Bernabelle is going to get that shot yet. I think he still needs some growing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Trejo, uh, like Tom points out, he will need to be added to the 40-man roster because he's he's off of that right now. He was out ready to AAA um, mm-hmm. this, earlier this offseason. Uh, again, Julio Carreras, a guy that I really like. I don't think he's going to be going to the opening day roster to start the year. He'll probably be still in you know, AAA with uh, okay. Bernabelle and uh, and Toglia. So my two backup infielders are going to be Alan Trejo and uh, Montero. I think um, with Tovar, Tovar is going to get a lot of playing time this year. They're going to give him another big look. They really like Tovar, obviously, but they're not going to, you know, move him aside. They really like, you know, Tovar. He was a go-glove finalist last year. But uh, I think the two backup infielders for me are going to be uh, Montero and and uh, Alan Trejo. Alan Trejo, he can be a pretty decent player. Um, pretty good defense. I mean, he has some power in that bat. Maybe not a lot, but he he hit some home runs. He hit some dingers last year. So uh, those are my two guys. I would agree. I mean, we've talked about this in the past that unfortunately, with Bryant being moved to first base full time, there's a bit of a log jam there. With you, know, you got Goodman, you got Montero. If Bryant was able to still play the outfield on an everyday basis, then Montero would definitely be playing first base. Um, then he get his every his shot to play every day with a day off here and there. Um, but yeah, they have to make when they're like as you point out, when you're paying Chris Bryant as much money as you are, you have to find some way to keep him on the field or put him in the best position possible to make sure that he that he can stay on the field and first base. You know, is uh, probably the best option for it. So, and he has plenty of experience. Not like ever. And to your comment about Montero, he's, he's a big guy. He's six, five over, he's six, five and he's over 200. He's over 220 pounds. He's got, it's like you some of the videos he has on Instagram from this off season. I think he's working at, is it driveline? I think he's working at, right? He's working at one. Okay. He's again, he, you know, he was doing it shirtless, you know, probably, (laughs) Um, but you can see the tan lines. Uh, But He's got the drive, whether it's the left or his natural side or the right side. He's got that drive. He can, he can drive the ball. The only mm-hmm. question is, you know, I guess just, I guess doing this. Maybe it's he needs to do more film study to understand how pitchers are going to attack him. Because you know, when you're bat, when you're a switch hitter, it's a little easier when you don't have sl- when it's tough for pitchers to throw sliders away from you. They're going to throw them into you. So you have to see it. You have to just read it in differently and kind of understand, okay, here it's going to slide right in and go right almost to my knees. But I don't know. We'll see. And to your comment about how he did last year, the major leagues, wolf, he did not do well in 45 games with the Rockies last year, but 
In 70, 78 games with Albuquerque, he slashed 257, 368, 474, 842 OPS with 16 homers and 64 RBIs. And he didn't strike out a, a ton in 78 games. He struck out 82 times. Um, so, like I said, he has, but like I do agree with you, this is his, I want to say last hurrah, but this I think is could be the straw that broke the camel's back for the organization. They're, they've given him given him enough rope and if a spot opens up you know god forbid you know knock on wood there again bryant gets hurt again Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be opposed to say okay whether or whether montero or toga montero play first toga you can play right field and give him this chance but i do agree with you in terms of the backup infielders montero will be the backup first baseman and with goodman you know maybe he'll mix in one or two starts here and there if he doesn't if he comes out of right field and Blackman goes out there. And then, of course, I do agree. Um, I completely forgot about Alan Trejo. I forgot that he, they had signed him to another one-year. Um, was it a minor league deal they signed him to? I think he was already on a deal. I think they just outrighted him. Oh, okay. So, so, but yeah, I mean, he had a, that walk, that walk-off home run moment last year. So, I yeah, I definitely – I completely spaced out and forgot he was back with the team. So, yeah, he'll be – once – yeah, because look at the 40-man. He needs to be added. So, yeah. once he's added after spring, sometime in spring trading, yeah, I agree. He'll be the backup, second short, and third baseman. Yeah, I think he's still under team control, uh, if I remember correctly. So, that's yeah. I think that's the reason why he was out I'll look real, at AAA. I'll, I'll, I'll look real fast. Mm-hmm. But – I guess one player that's kind of come up too is, you know, we talked again, we've talked with Lewis last week about this guy and kind of briefly, but Aaron Chunk, uh, because, you know, we kind of at the beginning we started, uh, you know, we talked about how, you know, uh, there might be some minor league guys to watch out for. Obviously, Julio Carreras, uh, he's going to be one to watch out for. He could make his debut later this year, um, especially if the Rockies open up some uh, room on the roster, if they make any trades. Um, and then warming Bernabel, I think he's a little bit farther behind, I think. And then uh, then you have Aaron Schunk. Aaron Schunk, I, I'm really intrigued by him. Again, mentioned last week that he had a pretty decent year in AAA. Um, I think he had the possibility to – I know he's on the invite list, um, mm-hmm. but I know, he, he's, I, know, I know he's really looking to get in the big leagues soon. Uh, hopefully that's this year. But, you know, we just don't need any injuries, and that's that's a big thing. So um, in our notes here, Trejo is arbitration eligible after the 2025 season. So, um, yeah. you know, I, so basically he's 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 going to have to – I mean, the Rockies, I think they like Trejo. I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, however, I think once – it's going to be interesting to see because once Amador is up here, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, what do we do now? Because the infield – you have a couple of infield prospects coming up. Of course, the big one is Amador. Okay, so what are you going to do? I think Trejo could still be that backup infielder for Amador once he's ready, once he's going to be our starting second baseman in 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, Rodgers, what if Rodgers does really well and he stays healthy this year? The Rockies mm-hmm. might be like, hey, actually, we like Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Amador will be our backup second baseman so he can kind of learn the ropes next year. Because, you know, one thing I do like that the Rockies kind of do is that they – let some of their guys sometimes they let them start like Tovar. Tovar was ready to go. Amador, you know, next year when he makes his debut, um, will he be ready? And maybe the Rocks are like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna give Amador a few starts here and there, but we're gonna have him kind of be at the backup infielder to kind of learn behind Rogers um, and, and kind of learn the ropes there. Uh, Amador, however, you know, we've heard that he has pretty good defense. 
Uh, we all know it about his bat. You know, he has more walks than strikeouts in his minor league career, which is insane. Go check out his stats. Um, so Trejo's a very intriguing guy. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rockies bring him back next year. They really like this guy. But I just feel like, you know, there comes a point in time when you kind of have to say, hey, you know what? You've done a great job for us. We thank you for what you've done for the organization. But we have this prospect coming up, Amador, and, uh, we, you know, we need to make some room, you know, room on the roster. Um, and, you know, they might have to part with, with Trejo because he's not the future. Kind of like with uh, Connor Joe. Um, I know he was he was a starting left fielder, but, you know, and Troy Trejo, he's not a starting player. But the Rockies basically traded Connor Joe because they saw Connor Joe that he was kind of blocking the outfield prospects that were coming up with Brenton Doyle. Right. I mean, if we if we would have not gotten rid of, you know, Joe, we I don't know if we would have seen um, Brenton Doyle this past year or Nolan Jones, because and then, of course, you had Jonathan Daza, who was injured. And so I think it's a harsh reality. It's part of the game. It's part of the sport. Sometimes you have to learn to let go of some of these players that, you know, you kind of like, and you know, they're not the long term, I guess, uh, the long part of your future, if that's the word. Um, so, you know, I like Trejo, but I just feel like if, if Amador um, is, is ready to go by next year, maybe Trejo could be a backup, but you know, if it's Rogers and Amador next year, I think Trejo is, is probably on his way out unless if something happens, I don't know, but um, with the Rockies, with the, with the pile at first base, base that they already have with Goodman, totally Montero, I, I feel like Trejo next year could be on his way out. Yeah. If Rogers does stay healthy and plays over, let's say 140 games, that puts the rock and he does. And he performs well both defensively. Again, as a reminder to everybody, he has a gold glove on his resume. Um, and he performs well at the plate. That puts the Rockies in that puts Bill Schmidt in a very precarious position. Do you because not to mention we haven't even talked about uh, other non-roster invitees like Ryan Ritter and Sterling Thompson are gonna mm-hmm. be there as well in spring training. And they're making some noise. I mean, I commented on uh, Blake Street Banner's um Twitter post the other day that I'm excited about Ryan Ritter. I think he does have the defensive capabilities to be a major league shorts, to be a major league middle infielder. Um, that I haven't seen the offensively. I haven't looked into him too much, but I, he's someone I am definitely intrigued to find out how he progresses over the next year or two. But again, yeah, Rogers, if he plays well, it, again, they put, it's in a very tough spot. Bill Schmidt will have to make a decision because you pointed out Amador, he's coming. I don't mm-hmm. see, barring something crazy happening. He he's going to be here in a matter, in a matter of time. And it, before you, you know, before you snap your fingers, he could be right here. And, you know, again, all good willing Tovar is still, is still our shortstop. Amador is going to force the issue. You know, I could see given that Rogers is almost to free agency, mm-hmm. Even if he plays well this year, I could definitely see Bill Schmidt making that very tough decision and trading if he gets a good offer for him. Um, I could see him trading Rodgers, which opens the door for Amador to come up and t- seamlessly take over that role and play every day and not be a guy watching from the dugout. Um, but yeah, um, to comment on your thing, you know, to comment on you about trading players, you know, as GMs and when you run a baseball team, you got to take emotion. We as fans, we love these guys. We root for them. We want all our players to be every prospect. We want them all to be successful, but unfortunately, that's not always the case. We get emotionally attached. 
executive GMs, they have to take emotion out of it because if you don't, if you make decisions based on emotion, that could lead to bad decisions, which could ultimately get you fired. So again, I'm rooting for Rodgers to do well. And if they trade him, I'm still going to root for him to do well. But I think ultimately, you know, again, barring good health for him, this, uh, it's, this could be his last year in Rockies uniform, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and- it, it, it is sad, but yeah. you know, those things happen. Mm. And Bill Schmidt, uh, when you talked about Amador coming in, you know, pretty quickly, mm-hmm. uh, I think during the fan fest, uh, he, Bill Schmidt, uh, said, and I think even Bob Black said something in that, uh, a lot of these prospects are actually going to be sooner, are going to be here sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, keep, keep your eyes out on those guys. And, and that's what spring training is all about. You're getting a look at these prospects. You're looking at these younger players, and you never know. I mean, Connor Joe, again, a couple of years ago when he was yeah. on the team, uh, a lot of people thought, oh, he's probably going to be a guy in AAA, you know. But no, he was he was on the opening day roster and he made it, you know, and he he actually played pretty darn well. well. Yeah. And you never know. Uh, you know, we could see a prospect make his debut. I mean, Zach Veen, for, I, you know, I've heard some stuff that Zach Veen could potentially be the starting right fielder on opening day. You never know. Um, and <laughs> it would be kind of cool. But, you know, I, I personally, am I going to say it's not going to happen? No, but I, I still think that we still need to see a little bit of Zach Bean. Um, he hasn't played in triple A ball yet. Uh, I don't I don't know if the Rockies would be willing to have him jump completely, you know, over, tri- you know, triple A quickly. Um, I don't think they would want to do that. I think they would want to be cautious a little bit just with Zach, just kind of get him t- back to hitting, I guess, and being Zach Bean of who he is. Um, but I think it's pretty safe to say, I think Zach Dean will probably, if he, you know, of course, stays healthy in spring training and has a good spring training, I think he'll probably be in AAA to start um, the season. Uh, same thing with Drew Romo. He's going to be in AAA. There's no question. He's not going to be in, um, you know, double A. Um, Jordan Beck, that's, of course, we're, we're going to get into prospects next week. But Jordan mm-hmm. Beck is another guy that is probably going to be starting in uh, AAA. So I've heard, or according to Fangrass, they have him starting in AAA. Um, so yeah, a lot of these prospects are coming up soon, very quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Toglia, when he made his debut in 2022, he spent like a week in Albuquerque and he got called up because he hit like three or four home runs that week in triple a. So you never know, we might be seeing, you know, Amador Fernandez, some of these guys make their debuts this year. Um, I, I, you know, again, once we do our season preview in another month or, you know, in a month or so, because we're going to do an episode right before the season starts, we're going to kind of give our thoughts on, you know, prospects making their debut that year or predictions for uh, prospects making their debuts. But I, I could see a couple of them, you know, maybe making their debuts and, you know, Amador, I think he's knocking at the door um, because he's the number one prospect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fernandez, he's certainly there, but I think Fernandez is going to be a little bit longer um, just because he still has a swing and a miss problems kind of strikes out a little bit. I'd like to see that come down. Um but some of the other guys, like Zach Veen, you know, Drew Romo, I think they're really, really close. Like you're, they're basically knocking on the door. But, uh, and we've, you know, like we talked about, I think Romo will be most likely, you know, next year, maybe if this year, probably like in the last week or two of the season, um, kind of get, you know, my favorite word, you know, ever, uh, a cup of coffee <laughs> at the big leagues. Uh, so, um, yeah, there, these prospects are coming. And like I said, who knows, we might see one or two of them on the opening day roster. I mean, uh, Fernandez and Julio Carreras are on the 40 man roster. So mm-hmm. um, they're going to be on the, that roster for the rest of these you know season, because the Rockies really like those guys, but also 
it kind of gives them a, a, a better opportunity to make the roster because again, when you're on the 40 man roster, it's a lot easier for you to, you know, call up a player because you don't have to, because if you take a guy off, you have to, you know, put him through waivers and, and all that sort of crap. So um, yeah, you know, a lot of these players are coming um, and it's, it's going to be really exciting in, in especially in 20, 2025. And, and, and when you look at the, uh, at the team right now and in, in terms of war and, um, you know, the zips and everything, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't look good, but uh, it, there's definitely some excited stuff to be excited about, especially when it comes to the infielders. Um, and, uh, and so I, I think with the infield, you know, one thing that's going to be pretty clear, I think the infield defense is going to be pretty solid this year. Um, you know, Brian, I mean, I know he's, you know, probably the least valuable guy in the infield in terms of defense, but you're looking at a gold glover at, second base, a almost gold glover at shortstop. I mean, he could have won it last year. I know Dansby Swanson was the clear favorite to win last year. He won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have Ryan McMahon, who uh, still has yet to win a gold glove, but he's been a finalist for the past, I think, three or four years now. So, um, yeah, three I believe, years. I, I believe it's three. Yeah. So you, you're going to have a solid infield defense, and that's something that the Rockies, they've done a great job, uh, you know, in in the last three, four, five, even more years when they had uh, Arenado and Story and DJ and and all those guys, so I'm excited to see what this infield is going to do. The catchers, you know, they're the catchers. Uh, Diaz, I, you know, I, I still think Diaz can still have a somewhat of a solid season. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I'm just afraid that he's going to, you know, regress a little bit. But I don't know. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll have another solid season. Um, you know, and I, I saw somebody list the other day. It might have been. I forget who it was, but they basically had Diaz as a uh, a poor catcher, um, and I think Diaz is over- underrated a little bit. He has some power, um, and he can get on base. You know, good. You know, at a, you know when he's hot, he can do really well. And his defense, his arm is good, is really good too. And I think Diaz can be overlooked a little bit, but uh, I think with this infield and with the catching tandem that the Rockies have this year. You know, on paper, it might not look the prettiest because a lot of these guys are, are, are rookies. They're young guys, especially in the infield. I'm not talking about catchers. I'm looking at the infield. But uh, there's definitely some guys to be excited about and, and really good defense and a lot of potential. Um, you know, and, and Rodgers, you know, we've talked about uh, so many times that can he stay healthy? And and like we've said, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, he was at one point the, the best player on the team for, like for, uh, for a period of time because – you know, he had that really poor start and then he all of a sudden just got, you know, caught fire, you know, in, in June. And then he rode that out to the rest of the season. And that's the I think that was the year he won the gold glove. So um, Rogers, he can definitely be a top player for this team when he's healthy and he's in the lineup. We saw that a little bit last year um, in September. He really carried the team in some of those games. Um, Tovar, uh, this guy, he he is kind of crazy to think that this guy didn't get a single vote in the National League Rookie of the Year uh, voting process. Um, and Nolan Jones, for him to finish fourth, is just uh, whatever. Um, but, yeah, Tovar, I, I, Tovar is going to be an incredible shortstop. I think he has a, a, a rookie of the you know, a rookie of the year. I think he's going to win a gold glove uh, eventually down the road. And then McMahon, um, I think there was – I think Patrick Saunders put out an article yesterday or – it was either today or yesterday. It was basically, you know, Bill Schmidt was kind of being honest about Ryan McMahon that McMahon has been basically average. Like, and he's, you know, I'm, I'm, and I like that for Bill Schmidt. Bill Schmidt is being, I guess, um, vulnerable, vulnerable, I guess, if that's the word, to 
some of his players like, yeah, McMahon, he's got to step up. He's got to stop striking out because big man, he's, he's, you know, we've talked about it before that he's just, he has this problem of striking out. And I think if he can cut those down, McMahon, if he has a little bit more power to that swing and he can kind of change that a little bit, McMahon can be a, a top player for this team. And um, we just need to be, see a little bit better baseball at Brian McMahon. So uh, again, I, th- I think this, de- you know, defense in the infield is going to be solid. Offense is going to be, I think it's going to be improved improving this upcoming year and then the catchers will wait and see what happens but i think you know looking in the infield we're gonna have a pretty good defensive year hopefully just a quick comment about the uh, connor joe fans out there he played 100 in 2022 with the rockies he played 111 games but this past year with the pittsburgh pirates he played 133 games and he did pretty well he improved his entire slash line with 247 339 421 and a 120 107 ops plus so in some of those, he was so he did pretty well, and he had 11 home runs and 42 RBIs. He played all over too. He was just second him. He played right field, first base, and left field. Um, mostly played. Uh, um, he actually played the most games in right field. Mm-hmm. So he was so he was a big contributor for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So it's again, it's really nice to see him doing well. Obviously, we would like to see him do well with us, but good for him either mm-hmm. way. And especially Alta, I did not know this until last season. He was a cancer survivor too. I did not know yeah. that mm-hmm. until earlier season. Somebody told me about that. So when I was looking up, thinking about Anthony Rizzo, um, my last, my 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 final comments. I think, like as you pointed out, this is it's great that we have three infielders start who are expected to be the uh, starters that either have won a Gold Glove or have been nominated for a Gold Glove one or multiple times, because that only bodes well for the pitchers because. You know, because we have a, two guys who focus on keeping the ball down on the ground in Hudson and Quantrill, and also Kyle. Oh, sorry, I should say three because Kyle Freeland is a big changeup guy. Mm-hmm. So that definitely does help infield. Hopefully, again, uh, as you posted on our social media pages, I have a hot hot take prediction that Chris Bryant plays 145 plus games. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking to that, even though there's plenty of people who are calling me nuts <laughs> for making that position, making yeah. that um, prediction. Excuse me, um, I'm sticking by it. And if, again, offensively, if I've said it before, I will stick to it also. He's not going to be 2016 Chris Bryant. That mm. is in the rearview mirror. But if he bats to a good slash line with the tune of an 8, a low 800 OPS somehow, and has maybe a 120-ish OPS plus, that's what we. That's something I think we can need out of him to the point where he could live up to being not just that production of a player, but the better leader. Rodgers, again, if he plays 135 games plus and hits well, wins, puts himself in gold glove contention, sad to say he could be a trade candidate. Uh, Tovar, I'm looking for him to have a great sophomore campaign. He is very talented. I liked, as you commented commented about in the past, as the season went along, he learned how to recognize breaking balls a lot better because they are much more sharper when it comes to between AAA and the major leagues. I think he can... I think you can, if he learns well enough, he's he's got pop. He could maybe put himself in contention in the conversation for a silver slugger at the shortstop position. That's always a possibility. But the big guy, I really want. I agree with you. I want to see take that leap forward, that next one or two steps. Is Ryan McMahon? I believe there's so much mm-hmm. more in that bat. As we've commented, I've commented before. I think he needs to level off his swing more. He's too lofty. He, I understand the guys who launch home runs get paid. You got paid. You got somewhat paid. You got us. You're under contract. You got a nice contract that goes through 2027. 
So just play the game and level it off. Hit like you can. Just understand what pitchers are trying to do to you. Maybe try and keep, maybe you should always be geared up for a fastball that when you're guessing break involved, just suggestions. I, again, I really hope he can take that step forward because if he can be that big left-handed bat that we, one of the big left-handed bats to compliment Nolan Jones in the lineup, the sky's the limit for him. And the sky's the limit for this team if he can do that. Uh, the catchers, like I said, I think Diaz can't, I don't think he's going to drop. It's like the great, uh, or I shouldn't say the great, former, sorry, former GM Dan O'Dowd once said catcher is the most difficult position to quantify. I don't think we're going to see too much of a drop off. Again, Diaz isn't going to be in his age 33 season. Um, I expect him to be a good offensive contributor. You know, the pitchers love throwing to him. Stallings, I think it'll be a good backup. So, I see good. I can see this infield, this infield and catchers being, being very, being quite productive as far as what we're looking for for a, a team trying to take that next step. And I think we got some good candidates. And again, as you pointed, as we've talked about, we'll talk about prospects probably another time. Mm-hmm. Amador, I'm excited to see how he does down in the minor leagues this year. Really excited to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100. And and, and also Ryan Ritter too, as I yeah. mentioned earlier. Yeah. And we talked about Ryan Ritter uh, last week when we posted a, a reel on our social medias, YouTube, that sort of thing on TikTok as well. Um, a, kind of a reel of what you know Lewis was thinking about Ryan Ritter, and we kind of agree with him on that. Um, but yeah, you know, like we both said tonight, is that uh, one of the big things I, I guess that's huge whenever you're on defense, and it really helps out the pitcher too, is when you have a really good defense because you can save runs. Uh, you know, with, you know, with defense. And I remember, you know, especially 2021 when Ryan McMahon had that solid year at third base. Um, and it really, sh- he really should have won a gold glove in 2021 because he had a better, I forget what stats they were. It was, I think it might've been DRS or, or something like that or defensive war, but you know, his metrics show that he should have won in 2021, but it went to Nolan Arenado. Um, and I mean, Nolan was still incredible, you know, at third base that year. Um, this year, you know, it, it went to keep Brian Hayes deservedly because Arenado had a surprisingly a poor season defensively considering what he's done in his career. But one of the, you know, one of the big things, as I was going to mention is that, you know, for your pitching, it really helps out when you have a solid defensive core in your infield, especially in the middle infield, second base shortstop, and we have that, but the Rockies, they have three guys in their infield that can play solid defense. And and again, we'll get to the outfielders um, as well next week. But when you have a solid group of guys in the infield and outfield with you know good defensive numbers, you're gonna you're gonna save run a lot of runs off the scoreboard. And and the big thing too, again, we're gonna talk about this next week. But when you allow when the, when there's bloops in the outfield, that's almost as worse as giving up a, a you know a solo home run in course field. Right. We've heard that a lot of, you know, things, you know, you can give up a one, you know, a home run, a, a solo home run in course field. But when you give up a, a base hit in the gap, you know, because there's a lot of gaps in course field, a lot of wide gaps and there's bases loaded or two guys on that. You just gave up two runs there and then, you know, you, you can get out of hand. And so the big thing is, is, you know, making sure that you kind of have a vacuum in the, in the infield and the Rockies, they kind of have that now. And, I think it's just going to get better, especially with Tovar with uh, with his defense, and for him to be a go go glove finalist in his rookie season is very impressive and very exciting to see. And this guy is only like 21, 22 years old, and you know he still has 
you know, a ton of years left in the big leagues and, and we're really pushing, push, pushing for him to have a, a really solid season this year. So, um, but yeah, it, it, whenever you have a really solid defense, it really helps out the pitching as well. And uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about next week because we're going to be talking about the outfielders and then the week after that, I think we're going to be doing like the starting pitchers, really pitchers, that sort of thing. So um, yeah, I, I, I think with the infield the Rockies have this year, I think it's going to be exciting. And, and again, Last year, a lot of it had to do with injuries in the first half. And, and again, second half of the season, I think this team was playing a little bit better. It's just that there were some issues with other side of the team, other parts of the team that they were kind of just, you know, they were already, they, 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 they were playing hard, but they just wanted to end the season well on a good note. And I'm, I'm really excited because you never know, this team could kind of surprise people, I guess. Um, I still think that this is going to be somewhat of a poor season for the Rockies. Um, and I'm not saying that they're going to, you know, make the playoffs or, or make a World Series run, but I think you know they're gonna you're gonna see an improvement, especially and especially in the infield this year. And I'm excited to see Brian at first base. So um, those are those are my final thoughts. I agree, and hopefully we're gonna need some defense, especially with some of the offenses that we have in our division. Mm-hmm, absolutely, Na- namely yeah. the Dodgers. Uh, 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 yeah, like so, uh, I just saw uh, uh, you know some videos yesterday. It looks like they're. Uh, um, their their pitching stuff they've already reported, I think, or yeah. at least some of their pitchers are showing up. So, again, it's a sign that baseball is, I guess, back kind of. Well, you know, so okay, so I think I want to say on Tuesday, I think it's Tuesday or tomorrow. Like, you know, some of the most of the pitchers are going to be reporting, or at least some mm-hmm. pitchers will be reporting. But the first workout day for the Rockies catchers and pitchers and catchers is going to be on Thursday. Yeah, the fifteenth. And so um, that's exciting, really exciting stuff. I mean, it, baseball, my, my uh, I, I know I, I, I tweeted this out, but I ordered the uh, Rockies purple spring training cap. So that's going to mm-hmm. be tomorrow. So I'm excited to wear that. I'll send you awesome. a picture and I might uh, post mm-hmm. it on my social media. So those who are listening, be sure to follow me. I'll be posting that out tomorrow. Um, Just a quick yeah. reminder. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, the, I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Dodgers and Padres are early because March 2021st, they have that Korea series. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I always like that. It's kind of, you know, give you a preview and then they go back to spring training and then they had like, they start the season in, uh, in April. So it's like, they're getting an early start. I like that. You know, how baseball is kind of getting an early start. I like, I, for, for some reason, I always like when opening days, like the last day of March, because mm-hmm. instead of April, because April, I remember when opening days would be like closer to April 11th, April 10th. It's just like, man, can we have it in like late March? But yeah. Um, and of course, and of course, it's exciting that we're going to be in Mexico on April 27th, 28th. Yeah, I, you know, for those who are listening, if you live in that area or if you're going down there, be sure to send us pictures because I want oh, to yeah. see that. Because uh, I think the Rockies, the last time they had a regular season game down there was mm-hmm. back, I think back during the like Blake Street Bomber days, they had opening day against the Padres, I think. And, but that was in Monterey, I think. Yeah, I'm checking. Right. I'm checking. I'm checking the city to. It was like Monterey, where, Mexico. I think. Yeah, I'm looking for this year if it's going to be the same. I, I don't. Think it's Mexico City. I think it's Mexico. Uh, City. Yeah, hold on. I'm looking. Um, okay. I think if if it's at Mexico City, then we're used. To, that's above. That's above sea level, so we're going to be yeah. used to that part of it. Well, I think uh, last year we saw a lot of like runs scored, like a bunch of runs scored in that Giants and Pottery series. So expect to see the ball flying in that it's, in those two games. It is Mexico City. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So. I'm looking I, at it. I'm checking. I'm checking. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Tickets are already sold out for both games. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just so a heads up to anybody who's going. If you are going, I'm really I'm jealous. Please send yeah. us all pictures. But if you're not, you're planning to. There's nothing available 
unless you want to pay the upcharge from buying it from somebody. My, my brother the other day who was like, yeah, the Astros are going to beat us, you know, a lot, you know, or they're going to beat us really bad. And I'm like, you never know. Actually, you never know. the Rockies might do something. I don't know. It depends on like how the teams are playing, but I, it's going to be fun. I think, you know, hopefully there's a lot of Rockies fans there. I, you know, again, it's for it to be sold out, you know, already is pretty, mm-hmm. pretty cool. So, you know, I think Mexico and that's, that's one of the things too, is that, you know, um, again, this, we could talk all night about this, but, <laughs> you know, expansion, you know, is Mexico, because I think Mexico city has been in there in the comments there yeah. for potentially having an expansion team, but I think they're more down the list, but it'd be kind of cool to see a, a team in Mexico city. Um, because I know down there, they love their baseball. Well, we have te- we have well have one and have had uh, a second team in Canada, so we mm-hmm. have teams that are not in the United States. But yeah, they've been a candidate. They've been you know rumored to be a potential candidate down there. But mm-hmm. if that's to happen, I think that's not going to be the first choice with the current expansion plan. Yeah. But it's you know down the road. Obviously, it's, yeah, it's an idea. Yeah, uh, Mexico City again. It's going to be fun. Um, that's going to be late April. So. Um, I was just working on templates and graphics for that for our social media pages. It's pretty good. I showed Tom. I'll have to show you guys later once that uh, day comes. But uh, anyways, folks, I think that will do it for tonight's episode of the podcast. Uh, Please be sure to follow, write, and review all of our social media pages. We love hearing from all of our beautiful and wonderful listeners out there. Um, Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. Have a great day, everyone. And as always, go Rockies. (laughs) 